When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Listen, I would be the same way as your mom. If it's free, get me three. You know what? <laughs> I will have. I will take a look at that dessert menu. So that's where you're at. Oh, absolutely. Uh-huh. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. Do you pick restaurants by? because of the dessert menu? No. I'm not, I'm not ashamed to say I've done that before. Really? Yes. I've never looked at the dessert menu in advance. I, I've looked at the menu period in advance of going to a of restaurant. Course. yeah. But I've never looked at the dessert menu specifically. Yeah. And that's a, it might be a little bit surprising, I would think, yeah. that that would be the case. Yeah. What was the dessert? I don't let it come down to a coin flip like the NFL. I actually, it comes down to the dessert menu. That's the tiebreaker. But is that fair to all the other restaurants that you might pick? It's fair to me. <laughs> well, let's get to it. And first of all, the good news today is even more around Damar Hamlin, and it's getting better by the day. For the per the doctors at uh, University of Cincinnati Medical Center, his breathing tube was removed overnight. Uh, continues to progress, as they say, remarkably. Uh, neurologic function remains intact. He's able to talk to his family and his care team. So, just, yeah, awesome. I, I mean, I can't think of another word. It's as good as it gets right now to continue to get this positive news as DeMar Hamlin's on his road back at the moment. Yeah, I mean, earlier this week, it was the scariest moment I've ever had in football. And now we're talking about this story having a happy ending, seemingly, because of the direction that DeMar is trending and the prognosis, the outlook moving forward. So, I, I, Carlin, I said it yesterday. I'll say it again today. I am just grateful that DeMar is going to pull through this thing. It was scary to see a player's life hanging the balance on the field. And now that we've gotten this news, I think everybody is breathing that deep sigh of relief. And we can actually look forward to the games in a Week 18 slate with some excitement because of what's happening and all of the playoff implications. That's fantastic. It's absolutely fantastic. And there are implications that now the league has imp- approved what the possible solution is to all of them. And as usual, not everybody is going to be happy about it. Here's Dan Graziano, ESPN NFL insider, uh, on the league's decision and the fact that not everybody's thrilled. There are people that are uncomfortable with it, and I think that is inevitable in a situation like this. I don't think there was going to be a solution. Even if the league did nothing at all, people would have been uncomfortable with it because you have a situation where teams have played a different number of games, and, and we haven't seen that before. So I think we have to get to the point where we've made our peace with the discomfort and then move ahead to the point of a solution that we acknowledge is going to bring about some discomfort. So here's the deal. You could potentially have a neutral site AFC championship game. If Buffalo and Kansas City both win this weekend, then a Bills-Chiefs championship game, uh, or if they both lose and Baltimore wins, then a Bills-Chiefs championship game would be at a neutral site if it comes to that point. And then if Buffalo and Kansas City both lose and Cincinnati wins, Bills or Bengals against Chiefs championship game, neutral site. And then you've got the Ravens, who have an even trickier spot, uh, rather the, the Bengals, to make it as easy as possible. 
Ravens beat the Bengals this week, and it ends up being those two teams in the wild card round the following week, they're going to flip a coin as to where that game's going to be. I told you there's going to be a coin flip in there somewhere, didn't I? I told you that yesterday. I wasn't sure where it was going to show up, but that's where it is. Here's the deal, Carlin. It's going to be unfair to somebody. I understand that. My point is you already have a rule on the books that stipulates what you're supposed to do given a team or two teams having an odd number of games or not having the full slate of games in their season. You fall back to winning percentage and any subsequent tiebreakers. The fact that the NFL is deviating from that, to me, is a bridge too far. And I get it. This is a force majeure situation, and you want to be sensitive to the Buffalo Bills and what they just went through, and you want to honor what their season was, all of the effort, the time that the coaching staff, the players, and everybody in the organization has put in to get to this point. But, Carlin, sometimes things in life ain't fair. And we keep chasing after this idea of fairness in this situation. Quite frankly, that doesn't even matter. The idea of fairness in terms of what the seating is, you know, home field advantage, potential bye weeks, is minuscule in comparison to what we were dealing with this entire week with DeMar Hamlin's life being in the balance. So to focus on that and to say we've got to make some significant adjustment or we've got to move the goalposts, from where we already had our rule book stating, I just don't think it makes a whole lot of sense in this situation. But listen, listen, I absolutely hate it in principle. I hate it okay. that you're making changes midseason, that you're changing rules midseason. Okay. My problem here, though, is, you know, the Bengals, one of their VPs already sent, sent the letter after the fact of we need to make sure that we're not making changes midseason and this isn't right. Because why? Well, because the Bengals are the team that's going to get screwed. That could potentially get screwed in this. So basically what we're saying is we'd rather screw the Bengals because of what the Bills have been through. We don't want to screw them. I see, I don't even know if you're saying that, per se. But that's what you're doing. Well, that, that is what's that happening. That's exactly what you're doing. That's it, that is what's happening. But if they didn't do anything, it would have been the Bills that would have been getting hosed. And in the midst of it, would the Bengals have been saying, oh, maybe we should have changed the rule. Here's my point. Changing the rule is not ideal. But this is where we are right now. And so somebody was going to get the short end of the stick, and it turns out to be Cincinnati here. I don't want to hear Cincinnati sending letters about it. Like, let's not get into a complaining about it situation because we understand that no matter what, there was not a perfect solution to it. And I agree. They shouldn't have changed anything. But when the Bengals just... Lay low. This is going to be us. But Lay what, low. But what about, here's the other part that I don't understand, Carlin, the Baltimore Ravens of it all. That doesn't make sense to me. Why, why, why are the Ravens going to have an opportunity to host a wild card game when, in fact, the Cincinnati Bengals would have won the division, even if it's going to be by a half a game? Why, why, is that a, why is that a potential opportunity? That doesn't make any sense to me. Why? I, again. It's, That's ridiculous. It's, it's the, utterly I, ridiculous. I agree. And it's trying to make things equitable when you can't make things equitable. Unless so they're just all leave playing it the same amount is. of teams. Just leave it as it is. You already have the rule in place. If there is an odd number of games, if a team can't complete its full schedule, you fall back on the standings and win percentage the, and subsequent tiebreakers. That's what it is. Right. Leave it alone. Okay. But they've made the change now. And... I don't think that, it's that, that's good, not going to stop me from criticizing. No, the I, I think it's absolutely ridiculous to move the goalposts. My point now is 
while that's 100% accurate, and you're doing it mid-season, which is like a week before the playoffs, which would drive me nuts. It would have driven me even more nuts if we had added more playoff teams because that would have just been silly. But then th- then I'm punishing a lot of teams, and then I'm not just punishing one or two. Yeah, but the other thing that you're doing to this, Carlin, is you're jeopardizing the integrity of the entire playoffs, which I don't like as a football purist. I don't appreciate it. I mean, are we going that far? We are. Even though it's not going to affect the actual teams in terms of teams getting into the postseason, what we are talking about is moving home games. The Baltimore Ravens have the potential to host a home playoff game, and they're not going to win their own division. We're talking about a neutral site AFC championship game if the Bengals, the Chiefs, or the Bills make it that far. Uh, All of these things just don't make any sense to me. They don't. It's unfair. I get it. But you have a rule that outlines what the league is supposed to do in this situation. I get that we're coming off of the emotions of what happened to DeMar, and everybody is highly sensitive to that. And we want to make sure that there's a level of empathy there, there's a level of humanity there in terms of charting a path forward. But to me, this is a bridge too far. It's not the right decision, but the reason that this is happening with Baltimore and Cincinnati is because if the Ravens win, they will have beaten Cincinnati twice, but at the same time, Cincinnati will have the higher winning percentage. So what they are doing is basically saying, well, Cincinnati could have lost the Bills game or they could have tied the Bills game, and in effect, the Ravens would have had a chance to win the division. Because they would have had the tie. I I, I get that, but that's a sports hypothetical. It didn't happen. The game doesn't exist. I I don't buy for a second, though. Here's one thing, though, Chris. I don't buy that it is all of a sudden um, thrown into peril the integrity of the playoffs. I, I don't get that, and here's why. Do we think for one minute that if you put those three teams in any scenario where they are playing one another in their home fi- in someone's home field, that the road team can't win that game? Do, do we say that the Bills cannot win in Kansas City? They did it during the regular season. I know the playoffs is different. The Bengals won in Kansas City last year in the playoffs. Are we saying that neither of those teams could go to Cincinnati and win? Of course they could. Of course they could. But no, my point is you're taking the home field advantage that the Kansas City Chiefs would have earned away from them. That's my point. Mm-hmm. That's and the it's not right. That, that's the part that doesn't sit well with me. But I'm not going to look at this at the end of the playoffs if the Chiefs lose a championship game on a neutral field and say, geez, they really got hosed in all of this. The Chiefs are too good well, of a team. You're not going to say that because of what we went through with DeMar Hamlin. You're not going to say that. No, you're, no, you're... no. But I'm not, also not going to say it because of the quality of these three teams. I think they're all really good teams. But that's that are a, not... no, no, you're arguing against yourself. Because they're all really good teams, you want to give yourself every advantage that you can. And if you're taking an advantage that the Chiefs rightfully earned, which is home field away from them, and, and when, you're, when you're in a situation where you're going up against opponent from a talent standpoint, from a coaching standpoint that's right there, yeah, I want every competitive advantage that I can get. And home field is a damn big one. I get that. And, and there's no question it's a big one. But is anybody after the playoffs going to sit there and legitimately, and I'm not saying outwardly, but legitimately feel we had that game at home we would have won? 
and that's going to be their biggest reason listen, for having hold, not hold advanced. Listen. Is anybody going to look at that and say, well, this is not the real champion because, you know, the Chiefs should have been playing at home? Well, listen, you got to play the games. Everybody has an opportunity, but I'm not going to sit here and pretend that home field advantage doesn't matter because it does. It does. All you got to do but is it's look, not at, everything. look at the 2017 Philadelphia Eagles. You want to tell me home field advantage didn't matter with Nick Foles as your quarterback? Home field advantage absolutely matters, and you're stripping that, in effect, away from the Kansas City Chiefs if you're talking about the Bengals or the Bills being involved with them in a conference championship. And so it, that's that's what I'm talking about with the integrity of the game. You might not agree with me, but that's where I'm at with it. The NFL is being utterly ridiculous with this this outline for their postseason based on what those three teams are going to have to go through. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. we got to hear from you on this, on the Canty and Carlin, Dr. Pepper call-in line, because we want to know how you're feeling about this. If you're a Bills fan, if you're a Bengals fan, if you're a Chiefs fan, are you angry about what's going on? Are you not happy with what they came up with as the scenario, just in general? Is this unfair where... They should have just not done anything at all. Lines are open at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776, ESPN Nation, presented by Dr. Pepper. And in college football season, without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. Chris, Lamar Jackson will not play this week. I don't think any of us is surprised by that in the least. Is that fair? No, I don't think anybody's surprised by it. What I was surprised at is the Baltimore Ravens posting on their website an Ian Rappaport report saying that the Ravens expect that Lamar Jackson would be available to them in the postseason. Now, I don't know how you can expect that when the guy's not even back on the practice field and John Harbaugh is talking about how tricky the injuries are and not wanting folks to speculate on whether or not Lamar is hiding anything or purposely withholding services because of the contract. But this is all a messy situation, and it's of the Ravens' own doing, Carlin, because they let their franchise quarterback, a guy that's won an MVP and a playoff game on the road, age 25, go into a true contract year. This is on them. Let's hear from John Harbaugh. Here he is just a little while ago. Just wanted to share this with you, kind of really about Lamar's injury, because I know you guys ask every week, and everybody wants to know, and I understand that, completely understand that. I mean, you know, I want to know every week, every day, you know, you kind of ask and see where we're at, but um, there really are no updates on that. And that's the, the biggest thing I know that, you know, you know, maybe people, you know, fans and media and, and everybody might get a little frustrated about, but it's just kind of the nature of it. So I know I know everybody's working as hard as they can, um, you know, uh, to, to for Mars working as hard as he can, the trainers are working as hard as they can, and um, can't, can't wait for him to get back, obviously, just like everybody else. So that's where we're at with that. He won't be playing in this game. And, uh, you know, we'll be hopeful for next week, and we'll just see where we're at then. Well, I just – look, I'm with you. My biggest thing here for Lamar is that this is far from an ideal scenario for the Ravens when the first game back is going to be a playoff game. Yeah. No, that's not what you're looking for. Granted, with his skill set, he can still do some pretty good damage. Oh, there's no question about that in my mind. But if you're Lamar Jackson, how much upside is it to coming back in the playoffs and potentially winning a playoff game – versus the risk that you're going to potentially incur for injury. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like we're talking about a quarter of a billion-dollar decision um, for Lamar Jackson in terms of playing this year versus allowing that PCL to get fully healthy and go into true free agency. I, I, listen, man, if I was advising him, he doesn't have an agent. Him and his mom represent him, and, and they do a damn good job. He, he's 
taking the approach of betting on himself, and I get all of that. If you're betting on yourself, Carlin, why would you risk injury by playing any more this season? Why? Do you think that this Ravens team is a true title contender? Because no. I don't. No. Now I know players. They've in blown that too many room, leads in the fourth. Quarter. I know that players in the locker room can't think like that, Carlin. But just being objective, taking a step back and looking at the situation, the Baltimore Ravens wouldn't give you the contract that you wanted. You wanted guaranteed money at the level that Deshaun Watson got. You wanted to be paid more because, quite frankly, you have an MVP. He doesn't. You 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 you're, you don't have the baggage that he has. It made all the sense in the world for Lamar Jackson to walk into a negotiating room with Eric DaCosta and want more money than Deshaun Watson. The Ravens didn't give it to him, and now the Ravens find themselves hoping and wishing that Lamar Jackson was available, but also knowing in the back of their minds that it's hard for a player to lay it on the line for an organization that wouldn't give him the financial security that he asked for after all he's done for this team. Are you a conspiracy theory guy at all? Nah, not really. I, I generally am not either. I mean, I believe in the Illuminati, but I, I don't really believe wow. in it. Wow, okay. <laughs> but I'm kidding. That aside, why is it that my mind went to a nefarious situation when I saw that story about the Ravens expect Lamar Jackson to be back for the playoffs? What am I talking about? I'm saying, what if the Ravens let that slip to just maybe A, motivate a little bit, or not motivate. Motivate's not great. Put the onus on him a little bit more. And B, hey, we're trying to send a message that we need you back and we think you're ready. Okay, you can say whatever the hell you want to say, Carlin, but I know my body better than anybody else, and I don't care what the doctors have to say, what mm-hmm. MRI reports have to say, the athletic trainers. If I'm not damn well ready to go out there and play, then I'm not going to play. And oh, by the way, I would be more motivated if I had – $230, $240 million in guarantees. Motivated wasn't the right word. It was. It's more about taking the onus off the Ravens when it comes to this situation. Well, the Ravens created this situation, yeah. so you can never take the blame away from them and place it on Lamar. It's just not going to work that way. We I all agree, know who's but responsible for it. I agree. But and that's probably why John Harbaugh looks so exasperated when he's at these press conferences. I mean, the man's got a couple extra wrinkles in his forehead. You know why? Because he knows the situation, and he has no control over it. He has no control over this. This is an Eric DaCosta, Steve Bashotti decision. And you remember what Steve Bashotti said when the Cleveland Browns acquired Deshaun Watson and gave him that contract. Man, what the hell are we doing? Yep. They, they messed it up for everybody. And you know why he said it? Because he knew that his quarterback was going to come in after that and want more money than that and want all of it in guarantees. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. It's all on the table there for you. Is it unfair what the NFL did? And should Lamar Jackson play again this year if he's not 100%? We will get to all of that after this from our friends at FanDuel. Now, NFL wildcard weekend is here, and the easiest way to get into the playoffs is with FanDuel America's number one sportsbook. New customers join today to get started with $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up with promo code PLAY. FanDuel's got all your favorite bets from money line to point spreads to player props, so don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in bonus bets, win or lose, with promo code PLAY. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL.
21 plus in select states. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as is non-withdrawable free bets that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, and Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP-LOUISIANA. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text hope NY. To four six seven three six nine in New York, Tennessee Red Line one eight hundred eight eight nine nine seven eight nine in Tennessee one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming, or visit one eight hundred Gambler net in West Virginia. Passion, drive, and patience—the formula for winning championships—is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? I just got a concerning email. We'll deal with that later on. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. And on the ESPN app, we ask you to chime in and you have done just that. So let us hit you on the Canty and Carlin Dr. Pepper call in line right now. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Here come the calls. Let's start it out with our friend, uh, let's go with Aaron in South Carolina up first on ESPN Radio. Aaron, have at it, bud. What's up? Good afternoon, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call. Yes, sir. Um, So... So, so honestly, and I've been feeling this all week, but especially now, um, I think the NFL really missed a huge opportunity to basically prove that they are, you know, taking the players' best interests. Um, you know, I, basically, in my opinion, the game should end it in a tie, and then, you know, and, and then all three teams have the same number of games, and then instead of going on with all this BS that they've, been going on with all week long 
Uh, listen, ending in a tie presents its own challenges, too. There was no perfect scenario here because then you're still involved in winning percentage issues. So it doesn't solve the problem. I know what he's, I know where he's coming from. Well, canceling the game and ending it in a tie, in effect, is pretty much the same thing. I yeah. mean, you're, you're talking about it coming down to winning percentages and the subsequent tiebreakers, which is points, conference wins, all of that stuff. And, Carlin, that's the rule that they have on the book. So coming into this season, it presented with a situation like we had to deal with on Monday night where you had to cancel a game because of the well-being of the players and what was going on with DeMar's life being in the balance. You would then lean on the standings. You would lean on win percentage. You would lean on tiebreakers. The fact that they're deviating from that seems strange to me. And I understand why they want to do it because things have seemed so unfair to the Buffalo Bills for the players to be preoccupied with their teammates' welfare and then have to shift focus and to go out and play a game in Week 18 and not disrupt the rest of the NFL calendar. I understand what the league office is trying to do. But we have to also understand this is not going to be fair to the Buffalo Bills, no matter what you do. It's not going to be fair to them. This is a force majeure. It's an act of God. So changing the rule books in the interest of trying to make it fairer to the Buffalo Bills just doesn't make any sense because you're making it unfair to the Cincinnati Bengals and you're making it unfair to the Kansas City Chiefs. Joe's in Jacksonville next, ESPN Radio. Joe, what's going on, bud? Gentlemen, gentlemen, thanks for the call. Please allow me at, at the start here to add my voice to the choir of people singing the praises of the medical professionals particularly the doctors, nurses, support staff, all the way to the custodians at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center. About 18 months ago, these folks saved my father's life and got him strong enough to the point where he can now play with his four-year-old granddaughter. These folks deserve our prayers continually, not just in times of national crisis like we have had uh, with COVID and um, what we're seeing with Damar, but if we could just add them to our list of blanket prayers to whomever it is that you pray to at the beginning or end of each day, I think uh, we would all be better for it. Well Uh, said. Now to the, well, now to the, now to the fun stuff in the fun and games. Um, I want to praise you guys for having some independent thought and being able to criticize the NFL, despite your employer's contract with them. I turned on the NFL network and while I saw NFL network reporters and analysts, what I heard was Roger Goodell's voice simply parroting the memo that he put out without any kind of critical thought behind it. The critical thought, I think, and I think where the upset is, is the inconsistency. Using winning percentages good enough to declare a divisional champion and allowing the Bengals to print shirts and wear hats and all that kind of stuff, but it's not good enough to then follow through for the rest of it. It's the inconsistency that I think is kind of creating that cognitive dissonance. Winning percentage is good enough to crown a champion, but then not good enough to set the, the schedule and, and set the venue. And I think that's really where people are, are struggling, kind of grasping the why behind, behind that. Well, all right, hang and, on, though. But, hang on, though. The one thing I would question is where, where do we say that winning percentage is good enough to determine a champion versus not good enough to do this? Like, how does winning percentage determine a champion in anything? I don't know that it's... Listen, changing the rule on the fly, that's where the problem is. Yeah. That's where the problem is. It doesn't have to do with consistency. 
as we said before, the Bills were were going to get hosed if they were just in the in the scenario of of just going on and playing things the way they are right now and going on winning percentage. That was going to happen. Now it's the Bengals. Well, well hold on now. I, I, I do see where that last caller was coming from in terms of the hypocrisy of it all because winning percentage does determine who gets the AFC North crown, and that's the Cincinnati Bengals. But there is a scenario where the Cincinnati Bengals, even though they won the division, might have to be on the road on wild card weekend. Well, but that's the thing. Is it really sense? winning the division if you're not on the wild that's card? That's my point. That's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> well, it, That's but it, ridiculous. But is it ridiculous? How long has that rule been in place? You win your division, you host a home playoff game. Them be the breaks. Is it, is it ridiculous when you haven't played the same amount of games as the other team? Yes, that's, that's the problem. But, Carlin, here's the thing. You have a rule in place to compensate for that. There's a rule that accounts for that. It says on the rule books, clear as day, you lean back on winning percentage and subsequent tiebreakers. It's in the NFL rule book, agreed to by the owners and the players. This is what it was. Here's my point. Just I don't want to hear anybody complaining about it right now. No, I, no, no, no. Here's the thing. that That is a separate conversation. Yeah, in there, in there, in there, and I get what you're saying. I, get, there, I, I guess my it's ultimate, a separate conversation it is. because because you're right. It is extremely tone deaf for Zach Taylor, the coach of the Cincinnati Bengals, and whatever executive the Cincinnati of the Cincinnati Bengals that sent that memo to the league, stating that they shouldn't be changing the rules because it's clear that they have an agenda. It negatively impacts the Bengals in terms of. Where their home, where the first playoff game they play is going to be located. They want it at home. There's the potential for it to be on the road if they don't take care of their business against the Baltimore Ravens this weekend. But here's the thing, Carlin, go take care of your business. Yeah, just go win the damn game, and then all of a sudden, all of this is irrelevant. It doesn't matter. Now, the other thing that we have to talk about is the scenario that Fitz and Harry did a great job of outlining, where the Cincinnati Bengals and the Buffalo Bills could end up playing a playoff game against one another. In Cincinnati. In Cincinnati. That's nobody's going to love that, that specifically that's a, that, the Bills. That's another scenario that the NFL, I don't know if they failed to account for, but they haven't discussed how they're going to deal with it. I, I will just say this from a mental health standpoint, that's got to be a bit concerning. But, I mean, staying on the topic at hand, Carlin, I, I don't like the inconsistency from the NFL, and I don't like them moving the goalposts in the 11th hour, when you have a rule that accounts for a scenario that you're dealing with right now. We're getting your calls in throughout the course of the show at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We are Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app, presented by our good friends at Progressive Insurance. Now, we also have what is basically uh, a couple of different playoff games this coming weekend, including at least at the moment, the Lions and the Packers. So the biggest factor in that game will be not what you expect. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 
Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Let's hit a call before we get to the Packers game. Let's check in with uh, Ryan in the truck up next on ESPN Radio. Ryan, what do you got? Hey, fellas. First and foremost, I want to say that what you handled this week's events was absolutely admirable. And then more importantly, what the NFL did could start it off with by respecting the humanity of the game. They could have taken it one step further, pushed week 18 one week back, put Buffalo and Cleveland or Cincinnati on a game on Monday night in Cleveland and then continue on the season from there. But the problem because is neither of those teams game, wanted to play the game. Neither neither of those teams wanted well, to play the game. At, at that time, you're right. With the thumbs up from DeMar Hamlin now, it may be a different aspect, and it would be a way for the league to honor Hamlin and make it a one-game, one-night, no other playing, and honor the, the Bills, the Bengals for what they went through and Hamlin pulling through, then continue on into the postseason. and Make it a it celebration of the, the situation. I, I get what you're trying to say, and thanks for the call. I really want to see if we can pull a little bit more out of you on this, Canty, because you were talking about it before. Mm-hmm. If you're a player, do you want to go anywhere near that field? No. No. For the either psych- team? No. The psychology of it, man, that was a traumatic event. Think about some of the reports that we're hearing from players, what they've shared with other guys around the league about what it looked like, the optics of the situation. There's no way that either team has any appetite to have that matchup on that field. Doesn't mean that Cincinnati doesn't want to play any home games. They doesn't want to play any home games with the Buffalo Bills because they're always going to be reminded of that. Now, maybe as we put time and space between it, it will become something that they can handle. But just in the immediate aftermath of it, you're talking about a couple of weeks since the DeMar incident took place. I, I just, I don't know that, that either team wants to go down that road. And I don't think that anybody in the NFL wants to see that. Look, I know that it's likely once we get to Sunday night, as I'm making an awkward transition here, and we have the Lions and the Packers, that it is highly likely that the Lions are going to have a chance to go to the postseason because we're all assuming that the Seahawks would have beaten the Rams at that point. It's a home game for Seattle. If they win uh, and the Lions lose, I believe, Mm -hmm. they go to the postseason, but the Lions need Seattle to lose for them to go to the postseason. So they will likely already know. But, Chris, I still think they'll play exceptionally hard. I think they will want to stick it to the Green Bay Packers, and I think they are going to try to run the ball down the throat of the Packers, and that's exactly what they should do. Well, that's going to be the game plan for both teams, right? Because the reason why the Detroit Lions need – all of these things to fall their way is because they let the Carolina Panthers run game run rough shot over them for, to the tune of 320 yards, and the Panthers setting a franchise record for rushing in a single game. Like the 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 the, the defense for the Detroit Lions, they ain't world beaters now, Carlin. 
They're not. No. And the one thing I will say about the Green Bay Packers defense, they have shown steady improvement, but the biggest thing for that defense has been able to create takeaways. They've got nine takeaways over the last three games. So their defense has been the catalyst along with the run game on their four-game winning streak. The question now becomes, does Aaron Rodgers have a repeat performance like we saw against Detroit earlier in the season when he threw three red zone interceptions? That is what's going to tell the tale. Can Aaron Rodgers continue to protect the football? During the win streak, Aaron Rodgers has only accounted for five touchdowns, but the best thing that he's done is not turn the ball over. Only two turnovers over the last four games in comparison to 13 turnovers in the first 12. So if Aaron Rodgers stays out of his teammates' way, then Aaron Rodgers could punch his ticket to the postseason. Let's put it another way. If you're the Detroit Lions, you are begging Aaron Rodgers to throw it all over Oh, yeah. You are begging Aaron Rodgers to try to play hero ball and be the guy. If I'm Detroit... I am a lot more worried about A.J. Dillon and about Aaron Jones than I am about Aaron Rodgers. Think about what we just said, and it's true. If Aaron Rodgers believes he's going to be the difference in this game and he's going to go win it for the Green Bay Packers, the Lions would be jumping for joy. They they couldn't be more thrilled. Aaron Glenn will be throwing parties <laughs> if Aaron Rodgers throws the ball 40 times on Sunday night. Yeah. Because if that happens, it A, either means that something has gone horribly, horribly wrong in the game for the Packers, or B, it's about to go horribly, horribly wrong for the Packers. Yeah, anytime the Packers get away from the run game, they're in trouble. Carlin, when they don't run the ball at least 25 times, this team is over. They're o. They're over, Carlin. They're over. Think about that. This team is 0-6 when they don't run the ball at least 25 times. Go ahead, 12. Try to now, beat me. Now, on the other side of it, when they do run the ball 25 times or more, they're 8-2. Yeah. Pretty damn good. And listen. Seems if I'm simple. With, if, can I make it as simple? Considering the situation as let's load the box and make it happen and leave some guys one-on-one. Listen. Christian Watson may beat somebody or whoever. Dobbs may beat somebody, but he may not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know for sure. I think we got eight in the box, and let's make it happen, Captain. I I absolutely believe that the Lions would be overjoyed if Aaron Rodgers tried to win this game yeah. on his own. Yeah, I, I here's the thing. I'm with you a thousand percent, Carlin, but make no mistake about it. Dan Campbell and the Detroit Lions, whether they can get to the postseason or not, they're going to want to take their pound of flesh out of the Green Will Bay there, Packers. Right, because if they can't get in, the next best thing is keeping your division rival exactly. Aaron Rodgers out. In 10 seconds, though, would it be extra deflating to find that out right before kickoff that you're dead? No. Would no. not bother not, him in the not least. Not for Dan Campbell's team. I know Dan Campbell. who's was a former teammate of mine. He'll have those guys ready to go. They're going to punch the Green Bay Packers in the mouth. No mistakes about it. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.